Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do, and you feel inspired, and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi, my loves. Welcome to my podcast. I just started editing a podcast episode I recorded previously about the ideas from the book Money and the Law of Attraction, part two, and I suddenly felt inspired to record an episode instead of editing one. And so I wanted to share with you, as usual, three ideas of last week. Today's Monday, 21st, when I recorded, 21st of October, 2022, when I record this episode. And uh, I wanted to, yeah, share with you three quotes of last week that have been more influential, the most influential for me. But I sense that there's going to be more than three quotes. And I have this message that I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to deliver. And um, I don't know where this is going and where honestly to start with this message. So I will just start where, you know, it seems obvious to start for me. So a few days ago, I heard a quote from Phil Good. It wasn't even a quote. It was this idea. He had a reel uh, saying that when we're faced with a choice and we have to choose, I hope you choose the one that means the most to you. All of a sudden, <laughs> do you know that song? That's a nice song. My wish it's called. Anyway, so when we're faced with the choice and we have to choose... A good way to... Why am I even talking about it? I don't know. But I will allow it to flow, you know. So a very good way to understand what is making you to make that choice. What in you feels like it needs to make a choice, spirit or ego, is to look at the urgency of this decision. Because our ego wants to decide right now. It wants to like do it immediately when our spirit never pushes us. And like when we feel pushed to make a decision like as soon as possible, it usually is our ego that is pushing us, you know, because our spirit it gives hints, it gives clues, and usually those are the clues that you 
no, like for years, you know, it's something that led you to this and this and that and that, like to, to, to this decision and that decision. And the spirit's idea, the spirit's message is always, you have enough time. You don't have to decide right away. You know, there is no scarcity of time or resources or ideas or whatever. Like you're never pushed to make decisions right now. And the reason why I just realized, the reason why I felt called to share with you this quote is that this is how I made uh, some decisions last week and it helped me a lot. And those were not major decisions, but you know, sometimes we have this idea that it's something major. Like I had this situation last week where I think multiple times, but now I can only remember about one example where I felt like it's life or death, you know, it's like I need to decide, not literally life or death. I I just felt like I needed to decide right now, like my whole life depends on it, which it really didn't. It was just the decision of whether I keep growing my natural hair or just dye my hair with henna because like it felt like torture. I wanted the structure of the hair that henna gives and it was this obsessive idea that has been on my mind for too long, for like months and I've been growing out my roots for a year almost so it's like, I don't know how long, maybe... No, I have a ruler, I will tell you. It's like 10 centimeters. My roots are 10 centimeters. And the rest is like, my roots are kind of light blonde, ash blonde, something like that. And the rest of the hair, which is like shoulder length, is red because I had henna on it. And then I lighten it a couple times and like it's... Um, light red and so I really missed the structure that that henna does uh, henna makes your hair thicker and heavier and smoother and shinier and I missed that feeling of my hair being that thick and heavy and smooth and nice and so yeah and like it was one of the decisions that my ego was pushing me to make like right now and I felt like you know deep inside I didn't want to dye my hair red again I wanted my natural color there was a reason why I decided to grow at my roots because I didn't feel like a redhead anymore it wasn't me it was like you know if you ever dyed your hair you probably know what I'm talking about like I didn't feel like a redhead anymore but like I missed the condition of my hair that Hannah gives. And so I was like obsessive about this. I was weighing pros and cons. I was reading a lot of blog posts and I used a bunch of treatments that kind of sort of give the same effect as henna but not long term and like they don't dye my hair and it was like obsessive. Like I sometimes get obsessive with what to do with my hair. And then one day I was um, taking a shower. I'm not the only person who has great ideas when taking a shower, right? Like I heard this before. It's just that maybe when you take a shower, you relax and like you finally get into the receiving mode to receive some ideas. 
and solutions. And so the dialogue that was in my head uh, was very interesting. And it it kind of has something to do with the idea about like ego making a decision, pushing you to make a decision. The first genius idea that came to me when I was in the shower was that I'm trying to make it sound like it's life or death. Like I'm trying to plan my decisions like ahead for the whole life when it can be actually temporary and I can always like change my mind. No pressure here, right? But after I thought it, it it helped me relax a little bit. And then I thought, no, that's actually not how I make best decisions for me. I don't do well with temporary, you know. I don't do well with temporary job. Uh, Never did. I don't do well with temporary relationships. I manifested my husband when I stopped settling for temporary. When I decided that I am going to choose a partner for life. And then, yeah, of course, like no pressure. If something doesn't work out, it's okay. You live and learn and like you can always, uh, like this is what we discuss sometimes in our relationship with my husband, that we love each other and we are together because we choose to be together. But if something goes wrong, like if if, uh, we have desires that are incompatible, for example, like right now we don't want kids. But maybe one day he decides he wants kids and I don't or vice versa. I decide that I want kids and he doesn't. We won't make each other stay. We will lovingly set ourselves free, you know, and we'll move on with our lives. So there is that. There is this like acceptance of the fact that everything can be temporary and it's okay and we'll deal with this and like we'll be fine and we're always supported but it's when I make decisions for a life for a long term then I bloom you know then I feel the safety and security inside and like this is when I feel in harmony and so when it comes to my hair it made me ask myself like If we're thinking long-term, when I think about my bright future, which hair color do I have in my dreams? It has always been blonde, like my natural hair color, ash blonde, maybe like with highlights, never red. It's an interesting thing that I could never imagine myself uh, in my future, you know, in my dream future with red hair, never. And this is what finally made me come down after months of of inner struggle of trying to make a decision of which color my hair should be. I finally made that decision that if I think long term, if I think like for life, then it's not even a decision to make. I have to either get used to my hair or do something to make it feel the way I want it to feel, but without changing the hair color. And actually, by the way, you guys, I did it. It was coconut oil with a few drops of rosemary oil, like two tablespoons of coconut oil with six drops of rosemary oil. You massage it into your roots and then you comb your hair so the oil would get into the hair and you keep it for like as long as 
possible. <laughs> I kept it for four hours on my head. Today is the next day after that treatment. My hair feels so different. It feels heavier, it feels smooth, it looks shinier. And I lost maybe like three hair because I was shedding so much. This was one of the reasons why I wanted henna back because henna strengthens the roots of your hair and it prevents the, you know, falling out. And I was shedding so much. I was actually worried because I was like, it's crazy. The amount of hair I was losing was crazy. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. But today I was combing my hair and it doesn't fall out. And I heard that rosemary oil strengthens the roots. So keep that in mind or share it with somebody who sheds like crazy because this helps. Rosemary oil helps and coconut oil helps. And so anyway... And this is how I helped myself to make this decision and to stop obsessing. Because it was never like life and death. And maybe in two months, I will decide to go back to Hannah. And it's not going to be a big deal. But I'm not obsessing, you know. And this was not actually... I just remembered that this was not the only decision that I made this way. Thinking about the long-term plan, the lifelong period of time, you know. So last week I was doing this exercise in the beginning of last week, I think like Monday or Tuesday. I was doing this exercise or maybe it was, have I told you about this already? I can't remember. Maybe it was like not even last week, maybe it was the, the, the week before. So anyway, I was doing this exercise where I was journaling with prompts like if I could be completely honest with my husband, I would tell him that and then I would look for answers in my mind and write them down. Then I did the same with my sister, like if I could be completely honest with my sister, what would I tell her? And uh, my friend, my parents, like it was very healing. I didn't have to tell that to them, but it was just interesting to see what's going on in my mind. Actually, it's a very great practice to, you know, to become honest with yourself. And then uh, there was also a prompt where I wrote, if I could be completely honest with myself, I would tell myself or I would accept that or I would actually like blah 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 you know and um, there were a bunch of interesting things that came up during that practice and also I wrote if I could do what I actually wanted with my business my content my work my love life like whatever you want to work on or everything I just named if I could do whatever I want with I would and so while I was working with this prompt, there was a very honest answer in me is that I would stop recording videos because it's too much work. And uh, when I wrote it down, like if I could do whatever I want with my content, I would stop recording videos. I would quit my YouTube channel. It was a surprise for me. I did not expect that. I did not know what to do with that information because, you know, I spent too much energy. I spent so much energy. I spent years creating content for my YouTube. Like it was who I was. It was my identity. And here I am with this prompt realizing that this is not what I want to do. This is not what my soul wants to do, you know. This is not what I want 
to do when I stop listening to my ego and when I just become honest, like really honest with myself. And also one of the answers was that if I could be completely honest with myself and if I could do whatever I want with the content, with my work, I wrote, I would just quit my Russian Insta. I would just basically stop creating content in Russian. And it was also like, this is still the information I'm not sure what to do with. I haven't made the decision on that because like it's a huge chunk of my life <laughs> and like I'm, I'm I don't know I, I I still don't know what to do with this information and so I decided to like and again circling back to this message from Phil this makes total sense because for a long long time for years I knew that I didn't want to create content in Russian and I told you about this on some episode I can't remember maybe even more than once, that creating content in English is what I want to do. And creating content in Russian is what I think I have to do because they have people who know me, who listen to me, and I want them to know this stuff because it's life-changing, because it's inspirational. But again, while I was journaling with the help of those prompts, I realized that People I actually honestly deep inside when I'm true to myself, people I actually honestly create my content for in Russian, don't watch my content and don't listen to my content. I create this content for my husband, but he doesn't listen to my videos. He doesn't watch my videos. He listens to me and like we discuss a lot of things. He's not much into spiritual growth, you know. Uh, and the amount of information he receives from me is for now enough for him. And it's completely enough for me. Like he is growing at the pace I'm good with. And like we have amazing, honest, beautiful relationship. He's still the man I've always dreamed about. And it's just that it wasn't uh, ever like a must for me, for my husband to be at the same level of the spiritual growth as I am. And so the information he receives from me is enough for him. He doesn't watch my videos. He doesn't read my posts. He sometimes listens to the podcast episodes we record with my sister because I co-host my Russian podcast with my sister now. And like, it's interesting for him to listen in a form of a dialogue. Um, who else? I create my content in Russian for my sister because, again, it's very important information and I want her to know that. But she doesn't watch my videos. She receives this information from me when we talk on the phone, when we FaceTime. And then I have this feeling that I create my content in Russian and, like, nobody listens and nobody watches. And that's not true. People do watch, but... These are not the people I create this content for. And I don't receive the feedback from the people I care about. Like, it's messed up, you know? This is not why you create content. Like, it's absolutely different for me when I create content in English. I create content in English and I put it out there and I have feedback. I receive feedback. It's like the quality of the feedback I receive from my English-speaking community, from my English-speaking listeners and readers is like absolutely different because the energy I give out is absolutely different because I want 
to share. Not because I feel I'm obligated to share, because like you guys have to know this. Like it is in Russian, you know, like it is when I create content in Russian. And I remember a few years ago, like it wasn't even that long ago, actually. Um, it was like this idea that becomes an obsession every once, used to become an obsession, like we'll see in the future. But this idea used to become an obsession every now and then where I was pushing myself to make this decision and choose between Russian and English and just be done with this. And it's the idea that was, again, like when you feel pushy energy and when you feel like you have to make this decision right away, it's usually ego. And now I clearly understand that it was. And it was also the same ego that was uh, pushing me to create content in Russian, even though I didn't feel like it because like people have to know and I have to. I don't know. We talked about this uh, with Petya Kulibova, like the only guest I ever had on my podcast. Can't remember the number of that episode. I'll check. It's the 11th. Your purpose is to be you with Petya Kulibova. Yeah, episode 11. We talked about this, about that. Uh, I asked her why she creates content in English, even though she's from Czech Republic. And she answered that. And then we discussed it. And I said that I feel the same. Like, I don't want to create content in Russian, but I feel obligated. I feel like I have to share with the people because, like, there is not enough information on this in Russian. But then again, maybe it's scarcity mentality, right? It's scarcity mindset. So anyway, that practice also helped me to see past my ego and become honest with myself and when you become honest with yourself, you realize that you knew the clues, like you had the clues, you had these ideas long before, years before, like you kind of always knew that, but you were resisting it. Which brings me to the second idea that I want to share with you. And the second idea I read on Genevieve Rackham's Instagram, where she said, I don't entertain the idea of it not working, so it works. I don't water the plants I don't want to grow. And I find this thought powerful because it's about our lifelong desires too, you know? I was listening to a podcast this morning where they were talking about that life comes from you, like you create your life and you create how things work for you. And it made me think about that practice that I did that I just told you about, where I decided to become honest with myself with the help of those journaling prompts. And like, we have this idea deep inside of us. We want things to work out. And I'm talking about myself here, like with the help of my example, but I've seen it multiple times with people I worked with. We have this desire in us, but we don't know how to make it work. And this is why we are looking for plan B, you know. We don't believe that plan A, that our original desire, our original dream can work. And we are looking for more realistic ways. And by looking for those more realistic ways, we create resistance because 
now it's not our dream. Now it's a more realistic way, but we didn't, like, we never wanted a realistic way. We wanted our dream, but we don't believe that it can be, you know? And we're struggling over trying to believe, trying to push ourselves to believe in a more realistic way. For example, a typical example is when we have in mind uh, the idea of how we want to make money, but we don't believe it's realistic because no one before us did it. And I'm going to talk about it in my next episode, which is going to be about the three ideas from the Money and the Law of Attraction part two. Like, I'm going to publish that episode after this one. And I talked about this there, that we don't have to wait for somebody else to fulfill our dreams, to make our dreams come true first so we could believe that it's possible because we're wasting precious time. We can just trust that if we have this vision in our head, it's enough and it can be done exactly the way we see it, you know. And so we have this dream inside of us and we don't believe it's possible and we start creating those plans b that are easier for us to believe and instead of working on shifting all the limiting beliefs and helping ourselves to believe in the original dream and align with that to manifest it we try to align with plan b because we think that since it's easier for us to imagine it coming true, then like it's going to be easier for us to align with it. And it doesn't work because when we try to align with that vision that is more realistic for us, it doesn't light us up. We don't feel it because like it's not what we want. Are you following me? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? We think we're making this work easier but actually we're making it harder for ourselves. Because looking for the path of least resistance to lead us to our desire is not our job. It's the universe's job. The how is not our job. And we're trying to do this because like, we don't believe in the how, like we don't see the how when it comes to our original dream. And so we're trying to make this house, you know, work. We try to imagine some kind of a how to make it easier for ourselves to believe. And yeah, and this is not our original desire. And if we find it hard to align with it. We feel the resistance inside of us because like, this is not even what I want. I'm not sure if I want it because this was not my original vision. And if you're like me, and if you find it hard to accept the temporary stuff and it's more fulfilling for you to see the big picture and to plan ahead and like make decisions for life and choose partners for life and choose the career path for life, then my question to you is, why do we keep creating those plans B, hoping that they will at some point lead us to plan A? Because it's settling. It's settling for less than what we want. And instead of that, let's get back to the quotes from Genevieve Rackham. Instead of that, we can just become honest with ourselves. And it's, you know, it's it seems easy, but it's freaking not easy 
to do this exercise of actually, honestly telling ourselves what we want, if we could just sit once a week with our journal and ask ourselves, how do we want things to be? Like, really, without buying into those stories about what's realistic and what's not realistic, without creating plans B. Just imagining that we have this magic wand in our hand and we can just wave it and make things work exactly the way we want them to be. What would we create? What do we want? How do we want things to work? Even if the whole world, including the spiritual community, says that it's not possible, what is your vision that you really, really want to come true, but you keep resisting because you don't believe that it's possible? What is it? And so if we find time to do this exercise, to check in with our desires every week, and then choose to believe in this desire, then choose that it can work because life happens from us. We create life. We create the reality that we want. Like it's up to us. It's up to our choice. And then after that, we take Genevieve's advice and we stop even playing with this idea of that it may not work. Then it has to work. And that's the whole point of manifestation. And it's more fulfilling for us to align with that vision because it's our vision, it's our pure vision. Unrealistic, crazy, illogical, but ours, the one that lights us up. And the third idea here that comes to mind that is in alignment with everything that I just shared with you is from Viola Hag. I was listening to her podcast episode where she was talking about spirituality. I think the episode is called Why I'm Not Spiritual Anymore or something like that. Like it's recent. Where she said that the most spiritual and sacred experience that we have here is our life in this physical body. Like, yeah, we can be connected to our spirit. Yeah, we can play in the 5D realm instead of 3D. But we came here to be in this 3D world, you know, to be humans. And she said that it's so sad to see how people are missing their human experience. They can't let themselves enjoy this physical life experience because they didn't achieve the level of success that somebody else achieved or because they put too many expectations on themselves or because they don't make as much money as somebody else. And like the whole point of us being here is to just be here, you know. And I learned it the hard way. Last week I had a terrible migraine. Like it's funny that I share this right after publishing an episode on health and on that our body responds to our energy first and foremost. But actually, right after publishing that episode, I had a severe migraine that lasted for two days and I tried everything. I tried channeling it. I tried communicating with it. I tried looking for biological conflicts. And, you know, I can heal a lot of things in my body, but the migraines keep coming back. And every time after it's gone or after I 
channel it and realize the reason behind it, I thank it for being here. I thank it for coming back because the message behind that migraine is always precious. And most of the time it's just suppressed emotions because like I was conditioned so much in my childhood to not express anger that it's one emotion I am still struggling to express in the moment and I'm working on it. But this time it was pushing. It was not letting my body rest because I had this idea in my head of, you know, not being good enough, I guess. Like it was this background noise happening in the back of my mind that I need to keep working. Like I, I'm a generator. Maybe this is why uh, it's sometimes hard for me to switch off, you know, the work mode and rest. But I just, um, I worked a lot and I didn't let my body rest. And then my body decided that, you know what, now that you've done your work, it's time for us to relax and you're gonna just lay here helplessly for two days and let the body recover from too much work. And it was also because to some degree I had this mindset that I can't really relax until I achieve this and that. And it was exactly what Viola was talking about, you know, that I was missing out on being human and enjoying my human experience because I had this idea that I need to do something else, like I need to achieve some level of success, right? I need to finish some work before I can relax. And it's never true. And if you feel like there's something urgent to be done right now, and it's this life or death idea, it's ego. It's ego, it's ego, it's ego, it's ego. It was ego that made me ignore my body's signals and not rest and choose work instead, you know, because our spirit never pushes, our soul never pushes. We're enough, we're worthy, and there's nothing we need to do to be worthy of something on a soul level. We're already enough. And this is also a huge part of our inner work, of our spiritual growth, to accept, to finally come to, to accepting this idea that the way we are is enough. We don't need to do more, to be more, to become worthy of more money, success, I don't know, fame, like bigger house, better car, whatever. We are already worthy of that. And we often create these conditions in our mind that we need to do this and that to be worthy of something because this is like this programming that we were raised with, which comes from ego because on a soul level, we are already worthy, you know? And so after this migraine, I made this conscious decision. I made this rule that I'm trying to, you know, grow into, that I'm trying to align with. It's like my next level self rule that I work only for four hours a day and then I rest because I'm a workaholic. When I love my work, I can do it like 24-7, but my body then creates reasons for me to rest and those are painful reasons, you know. And so now when I sit in front of my PC, I set the timer for four hours, I take breaks as needed, 
I have this affirmation going on in my mind all the time that body comes first. My body comes first. If my body wants water right now and I'm busy recording a podcast and I don't have water in my bottle because I drank all of it, I pause and I go get water and I drink it and then I continue because body goes first. And if I'm hungry, but I have just this one quick task to do for the day and then I will be free, I will pause and get food first and eat first and then finish that tiny task because my body goes first because we came here to be in this physical body in this physical experience as physical human beings and it matters and our body that we use here as as our avatar matters and we need to take care of us And this is what we didn't learn. This is what I was not taught when I was a child. I was taught to sacrifice myself. I was taught to work harder than I play, you know, and to feel like I'm not enough if I don't do things, if I don't offer enough actions. And this is not how it is. Like, this is not how it works. This is not what brings us pleasure because we are here to create our reality with our vibration. So body comes first. Taking care of ourselves comes first. And while we learn to relax and nurture our body, we also need to work on clearing out all the limitations, all the ego stuff that says that we're not enough while we're resting and that we're not worthy of success, money, good life, a house on the beach because we don't work hard. Because our way can work if we don't entertain the idea of it not working and because urgency is what our ego creates. Wow, this has ended up being an amazing episode, don't you think? I feel complete. So I'm going to leave you with this. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, if you want to reach out, if you want to give your feedback, you could rate my podcast at the platform you're listening to it on. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. And I also will leave the link for those of you guys who want to support me and my podcast. I will leave the link for a donation if you feel called. I'm thinking about creating a Patreon account, but I'm still thinking. Like it's something that came to my mind just today during my journaling practice. So I'm still playing with this idea. But yeah, for now, if you feel called to show gratitude for my content, for the value that I'm giving to you in a form of a donation. There's a link for that now. And yeah, I will talk to you soon. Have a lovely rest of your day. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.